everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master for D&D Raw, and before we begin, I wanted to talk about the fantastic folks over at Tabletop Loot. There are a couple who sell and ship all sorts of loot, from t-shirts, mugs, tote bags, and most importantly, so many beautiful dice. We got to spend some time with these awesome folks at Gen Con this year, and you really need to check them out. Right now, you can go to tabletoploot.com and input the promo code RAW, R-A-W, in order to get 15% off any dice that you order from them. We've started using some of their orange sherbet dice during our games, but they have so many other amazing dice to choose from. Definitely check out tabletoploot.com. Use the promo code RAW to get 15% off all dice on their website. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you, Tabletop Loot. Also, don't forget, if you want access to behind-the-scenes content while earning our undying gratitude, we would be thrilled if you can support us on Patreon. So please check us out at patreon.com slash dndraw. Finally, I'd like to give a shout-out to our iTunes reviewer, Azer G. Tolentino. Thank you so much for the review. We really appreciate all of the support that we get out there. I 100% agree. Doing a podcast in 2018 is tough. Doing a D&D actual play... There are so many out there. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to ours. Thank you for the kind words on our players work really hard to really get into their characters. And we've tried to take as much time and energy as we can to use the equipment that we have to the best of its abilities. We really appreciate all of the kind words that you've been able to give us. Thank you so much for the fantastic review. Anyways, on to episode four of Serviceable Plots. Bring out your undead. With me today are the following players. Hi, this is Bethany, and I will be playing Belinda Walsingham, the half-elf awakened mystic. Hi, I'm Adam, and I will be playing Akiva Khonshu, the Shadar Kai Hexblade Warlock. Hi, I'm Giuseppe, and I'll be playing Valen Blackwater, a monk paladin. Hi, I'm Michael, and I will be playing Scriv Whitecliff, the human mastermind rogue. Last time, the party made their way to the Thistledon Inn, where they were able to put their gear down as Valen spruced himself up and introduced himself as the Cantor Aurelian of the Dedicants of Eshenai, his official title as a representative of his sect. From here, the party went to the port barracks where they met with Constable Olga Marsk, who informed them that the cleric Zolus was a rumored pirate and that he should be arriving soon. She was also able to size the party up quickly, realizing Valen was an Asimar and Akiva was a Shadar Kai. However, the party put her mind at ease when they quickly explained that they simply intended to escort Zolus out of the city, and she promised to let them know when his ship came to port. During the night, however, alarm bells rung throughout the city as screams and explosions could be heard. The party geared up quickly and ran out, learning, thanks to Akiva's pet pseudo-dragon Lazarus, that several undead had taken control of the ballista and were firing at a ship out on the water, while attacking anyone who got too close. This is where we find the party now. So, Valen and Scriv, both of you see Akiva cast a spell upon himself as you're rushing into combat. Uh, you can both do something quickly if you want. If I get to do something, I know what I would do, really, and it would be divine favor on myself. So I would draw my weapon. It's very Scriv of you. Which weapon? My Yadigan. My okay. short saber. Did I say that I put my gloves on? Because I would have grabbed my gloves. I assume you equipped yourself. We got dressed. I was so focused on getting his armor on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. 
So, top of the round, that brings us to Valen. Valen, you see three undead figures that seem to be guarding the entrance to a tower. One is wearing robes and casting spells at the two guards hiding behind the wall of the building the four of you are approaching. The other two are just wearing rags and look almost like whites in their initial appearance. They are also like just releasing these blasts of dark energy towards the wall. You notice the robed figure is casting a spell that you've seen Akiva use, his Eldritch Blast. Hmm. All right. And the leader is off to the north or south? The leader is to the north of you, up on the wall, about 80 feet from the entrance to the tower that the four of you are currently approaching. So the entrance to the tower is in the opposite direction of the leader. Oh. It's like Tony's forcing us to make choices. Hmm. <laughs> And I can't actually make it to the leader this turn. No, you'd have to climb up the tower to get to him. How high is the tower? The wall is 20 feet up. Okay. Just as a reminder, there are five other robe figures surrounding the leader on the wall. Got it. Just wondering how suicidal it would be. Because I can get them. <laughs> the answer is <laughs> quite. <laughs> yeah. There's six people there. I look over at Valen and just say, we can go. No, I'll help you guys clear the tower first. I will rush headlong into the center one, the one that looks to be casting spells similar to Akiva, because I at least have an idea of what he's doing. Okay. So I will get right up in his face, and you know, let's just aim for a big haymaker right off the start. So you're going right at him? Right at him. Directly. Okay. You rush up, the undead stench hits your nose as you get close, and they all turn and look at you, surprised at someone just rushing them. So, nasty smells aside, that is a 21. Whew. Easily, your fist slams into the chest of this creature. Great, that is 14 damage, four of which is radiant because of my divine favor. Nice. And if he is still standing after the initial haymaker, I will spin around and try and get him with a backhand from my fist with a follow-up attack as my bonus action. Yep. That is a 19 to hit. 19 hits. 12 damage. Again, four of which is radiant. So your fist slams into his chest. It kind of stumbles back as you spin and backhand across his face as he stumbles to the side. But as he does this time... He suddenly mutters an incantation quickly and points a finger at you as flames start to engulf you. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, I don't love that. That is 21. So as the flames begin to engulf, you kind of continue to spin as the fire still singes part of you. You take 10 points of fire damage. Jeez, 10 points? Well, this changes my turn. (laughs) That's a lot. All right, Akiva, you just watch as Valen pummeled this thing and then was nearly engulfed in flames. Okay. What I'm going to do is kill it. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start off by making my way a little bit closer to it, basically going up to the corner of the building between me and it, kind of to where I can peek out, and then I'm going to draw my Hexblade and then cast Eldritch Blast and almost just sling it out of my Hexblade at the one right in front of Valen. The one that he's currently attacking? Yes. You peek around the building, draw your Hexblade, and release a blast of arcane energy. Does a 16 hit? 16 does hit. Ooh, max damage. That is 10 force damage. It slams into the creature's shoulder. Valen, you hear a sickening pop as it kind of like cracks the bone. 
and it looks up at you and you notice both the other two undead, the ones in rags, suddenly turn their attention towards you, Akiva. Oh boy. So yeah, and then I will just kind of duck back and I think that's going to be it for my turn this round. Alright, you duck back behind the wall as they kind of loose their visual on you. That brings us to the robed undead that Valen hit. You see he puts his thumbs together, splays his fingers wide, and flames erupt from his hand. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh boy. Oh jeez. I cannot say how little I like all that. <laughs> that is a 17. It's good save. So you duck and roll as the flames get out. It still singes your back and you do take 10 points of fire damage. Oh shoot. Whew. This is not great. And he's looking down at you a little surprised that you're still up though. Belinda. I believe I would have heard, I can't exactly see around corners, but I would have heard some sort of cries of anguish. Yes, and you would also now see the building behind you, Valen, has begun to catch fire. I'm going to rush around the corner because I saw Valen head that way, and then I heard a lot of things, and now the building is on fire. So I will run up behind Valen and use my psionic restoration ability, Mend Wounds, and I'm going to go ahead and spend three points. All right. You get 12 points back. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Anything else, Belinda? Yes, I'm going to go ahead and use two points for my precognitive hunch ability. Okay. Which lets me open myself to momentary insights, improve my odds of success. Uh, if I'm concentrating, I get to add a d4 to attack roll saving throws or ability checks. Since I am now in the fray, which is not my comfort zone. All right, so you rush up, focus your psionic energy, and place a hand on Valen's shoulder. The burn marks across his back begin to mend and seal as you then begin to try and look into the immediate future and get a sense of what is about to happen. And I'll say, I think you should finish him off now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you see mist surround one of the whites, the ragged figure on your right, Valen, as it reappears right behind Akiva. Darn it. It reforms behind you, Akiva, as energy seems to form in its hand and it looks at you and it's like where did you get that as it stares at your weapon and releases two small blasts at you oh jeez one hits but the second one goes wide they're attacking you you take six points of necrotic damage as you feel some of the life force drain from you so three yes yeah I knew that would come in handy. Oh, he's taking necrotic necrotic damage. (laughs) I mean, don't worry. There's still the other one that's up there with you. You can resist his damage all day long. (laughs) All right. That does bring us to you, Scriv. The soft glow from your blade is lighting everything around you with the, the light of your shield on your side. I didn't actually need for him to light up my shield. My sword lights up. (laughs) I didn't know your sword. He doesn't know that. Yeah. It only glows in darkness. That is true. My sword glows with an awesome power. It shouts for me to defeat him. Given uh, these other two guards, they would allow for me to use sneak attack. Yes, they are allies. So then using the guards and Akiva's presence, I would like to attempt to stab at this spectral thing with my glowing elven sword. You do have advantage because you are flanking it with one of the guards. That's a 20. That hits. 14 damage. Your blade sinks into the creature's side, and it recoils from the strike. 
Can I use a move action to take a five foot step? I mean, you can move around it all you want. Yeah. Without provoking yes. It's when you pull away from it that it can try Michael, to Michael, you can disengage as a bonus action. Why would I want to do that when I can shout, Akiva, <laughs> it's vulnerable, hit it. And that is your help action. Yes. So as you shout that out, Akiva, you are able to see an opening that Scriv made in his attack, allowing you to have advantage on your next strike against this creature. That brings us to the other white's turn. It's going to send one bolt at you, Belinda, and one at Valen. Is this the deck save? No, this is an attack. Oh, come on. Make it a save, buddy. <laughs> no, no, no more saves. I need saves. <laughs> Valen, as the healing comes up and the bolt comes towards you, you lift your fist and the blast deflects off of your gauntlet. The blast towards you, Belinda, flies out and slams into your shoulder. Because I have a 13 AC. Yep. I don't have a lot of hit points, by the way, guys. You take 11 points of necrotic damage. I have seven hit points, guys. Jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> you need to I know. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I got you some heals first. I appreciate that. That's all it's going to do right now. You notice the leader undead that's up on the wall glances over at all of you at this point, looks unconcerned, and then focuses back towards the ship in the water. Now the guards, you see each of them just draw a, a sword from their side and they go to whack at the white that is by Scriv and Akiva. They both hit. And you see, while their blades don't do as much as yours did, Scriv, they definitely take a chunk out of the creature. And it's actually starting to fall apart. Valen. So does the thing in front of me look wounded at all? It actually looks pretty bad overall. All right, I'm going to have the chance to <laughs> muster my courage and dive right back in, trying to do my worst to it. You got this, buddy. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm going to get real low. I'm going to just try to take its head clean <laughs> off. <laughs> hey, uh, 17 to hit. Yeah, that hits. 12 for the first one, four of which again, radiant. As you kind of get up, you slam the fist into its side. You just feel bones crack under the pressure of your fist. He starts to stagger back and kind of cling to the side of the wall, but he's still up. Then definitely following through with the bonus action. Here we go. Go, 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 go. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a 16. Eh? Roll your damage. 10, three of which is radiant. All right. How would you like to finish him off? Oh, I'm going to just pin him to the wall. I just, like, straight to the wall. <laughs> as much as I can, just into it. This is why I have good boobs, which I kept describing. <laughs> as your fist, like, cracks into his collarbone, you lift your foot and slam it into his chest, and he doesn't move much, but your foot keeps going. <laughs> as suddenly he just... And you pull your foot back as his body crumples to the ground. I'm glad we all nice, understand nice. my footwear choices. <laughs> all right. Belinda's like, I get it. Makes sense now. Great. I will then use my movement to take a step between the remaining shrouded figure in front of me and Belinda. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and square up against it. All right. That brings us to Akiva. So for clarification, all of these guys are clearly undead, right? They are all definitely undead. Okay. So what I'm going to do... You have advantage on an attack, by the way, against the creature that is behind you. Yes, I'm actually going to go run over right next to Scriv. First off, I'm going to yell in Darakul, basically something akin to return that life, you undead scum. <laughs> okay. So basically, I will yell that in Darakul, and then I will actually strike at the figure in front of me. Okay. Go ahead. That is a... It's like a 24. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Yeah. What? No suspense? <laughs> Ooh, max damage again. 12. Nice. Nice. 
So you take your Kopesh and hack into his side, striking the same point that Scriv had a moment before and carve across it. It begins to stumble back. It's looking really rough, but it's still holding on. I think that's all I'm going to do for now. It does look at you confused, though. Okay. I was wondering to see if I got any reaction from any of them, because I was trying to yell it out as loud as I could. Belinda. Okay, I'm not in great shape. (laughs) I think I am going to need to heal myself a little bit, which is unfortunate because I want to do something cooler with my turn. Yeah, I'm going to spend one point to try to mend wounds on myself. Okay. Max healing. Nice. Does that bring you back up? or Oh, no, it's only eight. Yeah, I'm at 15 out of 18, so... Okay. Almost. Wow, you have a tiny health pool. I'm basically a wizard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm keeping concentration on my precognition. Oh, you're concentrating on precognition. Yeah, yeah I, made, I made my check. It was fine. Okay. Okay, yeah, good. Sorry. I forgot That's about okay. that. okay. You're better than me. I only had to do one. I will stay where I am for now because Valen is probably my best bet of not dying. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Valen. That's what I do. So the fire begins to spread more behind you. The heat is not harming you yet, but you know if you stay here too much longer, you may start to feel some effects from it. That's fair. Now it's the white that's over by Akiva and Scriv. It's going to take a step back, pulling away from you, Akiva, so you do get an attack of opportunity. Okay. Yeah. 23. Yeah, that hits. Oh, man. It's crazy. Nine points of damage. You hack across its form. You feel like it just tear through the creature and it stumbles back. It's on one knee and it seems to be barely holding itself up. Dang you. (laughs) As it kind of looks up, you hear it begin to mutter an incantation and its eyes start to glow. I need Scriv and Akiva both to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh no. Eight. Oh no. 18. Oh no. No, Scriv, no. Scriv, you drop your sword and become terrified. Wow, that's really strong. On your next turn, you will need to take the dash action and run from it. Every ounce of you says run. And I drop my sword. Oh, no. And I'm going to run on my next turn. Oh, no, Scriv. Oh, no. Scriv. I'm going to begin moving away. You are... 50 feet off the map. Oh my gosh. How close does that put him to the other guy with his henchmen? So you run around the corner and dash for nearly 80 feet, moving pretty much just beneath where the leader of the undead stands up on the wall with his henchmen. At the end of your turn, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. All right. 12. All right. Suddenly the fear leaves you. Oh boy. From the ditch to the duck pond. Fantastic. (laughs) You have another tower that's about 40 feet if you continue in that direction. I mean, is that also inhabited by a bunch of undead? (laughs) As you're running and looking back, as the fear leaves you, you kind of look ahead and you can see Constable Olga hacking through the creatures there. Mm -hmm. It seems that area is almost cleared before she's about to make a run up the tower. Okay. All right. Now it's the white who is right in front of Valen. Its eyes are going to glow, and I need both of you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, good. Saving throw. Valen? That is a 20 total. Belinda? 21. Both of you, as it starts to glow, you feel this this pressure for a moment that tries to tell you to run, and you immediately shake it off with no issue. We say, 
No. Just maintain eye yeah. contact. No. No. With Belinda looking up over <laughs> like, my shoulder. Like, oh shoot. Well, I can't look over your shoulder unless you're crouching. Okay. Around <laughs> There you go. I peek around your side. You're like a, at least a yeah, foot shorter. Than him. Yeah, I will peek around the side and then return to standing behind you safely. All right. The guards are each going to take a swing. Go, 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 go. go. Free me up so I can do something else. <laughs> you got places to be? I got places to be, man. One hits, but that is all that was needed. Yes. As one hacks through its neck and the creature just crumbles. Filthy undead. <laughs> My people hate undead. Oh, uh, yeah, I get that. Valen. I have a question. Yes. Is the fire accessible from the ground? If I, could, I, could I theoretically grab this thing and chuck him into the fire? Cool. Yeah. The fire hit the wall, so that's where it started. Great. So it's right behind Belinda, and basically, I was saying, like, yeah, if she stays there any longer, it's going to start, like, burning her. Perfect. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't, you know, in an awkward position. Great. Um, all right. I will, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to grab this thing and uh, chuck him in the fire. It's my turn to do that. Okay. You roll athletics, he rolls either. Athletics or acrobatics. Ooh, yeah, that's an 18. <laughs> yeah, I rolled five. So I got him grappled, and I will drag him around Belinda, and then I will attempt to shove him. All right, make athletics. That one is a 19 total. Wow. So you grapple this thing, you swing it around, and shove it right beside where Belinda's standing. <sighs> As it slams into the wall, the wall cracks from the damage the fire has already caused as this thing lights up, and it is currently on fire. Yes. For the sake of this, Valen, go ahead and roll a d6 for me. Uh, Absolutely. It's five. All right. You see it takes all of that fire damage. Yeah, and then I will use just a free action to turn to Belinda. I'd run. (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Akiva, you do hear an unnatural screaming sound from around that corner. Him. As this creature is screaming. So there's only the tower right by Valen. How high up is like the like where they're standing on the wall? Anyways? The walls? Yes. The, well, they're technically 25 feet up. The wall is 20 feet high. I guess I'll just move over to the tower and try and go up. If you use your movement, you can get halfway up the tower. Okay. Unless you want to dash. Do we know what's up this tower? No, and that's why I want to proceed cautiously at first. And then if I don't see anything, then yes, I'll dash. Okay, 10 feet up the tower, you haven't seen anything. Okay, then I will I'll go ahead and run up. All right, Akiva, you run into the tower and up to the wall, putting you now on the wall about 60 feet from the leader and his five henchmen. Okay. All right, Belinda. I am going to run away slash follow Scriv, who I just saw, like, flee in terror, right? Yes. I don't make it very far, but I start using my movement to turn and follow that direction because Valen seems to have this other creature under control. I can see the leader from where I am. Uh, you can. I'm going to use my mind thrust ability then. That's the DC 14 int save. This time he resists the effect. Okay. I think it doesn't do anything if he succeeds. I believe so because it's uh, your talent. Yep. That's all for, for uh, that I can do for now. So you release the pressure and you know you got to him, but he seems a bit more prepared this time. Okay. Scrib. I'm going to use my full turn to run all the way back past Belinda. <laughs> oh, no. And immediately go oh, for the no. sword that I dropped. <laughs> okay. You rush up and all the way back to where you were and pick up your uh, moon sword. And I just sigh with relief. Yeah, the creature is on fire. The fire will spread a bit farther. The white in front of you, Valen, is spending its turn just trying to put itself out. Belinda, the leader that you attacked earlier, notices you focusing on him, and you see in his hand a small moat of flame begin to appear, and he hurls it 
towards the building that you are running past. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. With a little extra d4 bonus. 26. (laughs) It's a crit, crit, guys. Plus a total of four plus my two dexterity. Wow. (laughs) You duck and roll out of the way, but you still take Mm -hmm. 14 points of fire damage as the blast erupts and singes all across your side. Does that leave you a one? That leaves me a one. <laughs> Jeez. And you hear screams coming from the buildings that begin to catch fire beside you. And the leader calls out, your choice, go after me or save them. And he turns his attention back towards the ship. What is this guy, the green goblin? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, jeez. The two guards are actually going to come around. They're going to run around you, Valen, and take a couple of swings at the white that you just tossed at a burning building. Kill it, kill it, kill it. One crit. Ooh. Nice. Wow. Both the guards kind of rush up and hack into this thing, already weakened by the fire, and they just finish him off. That is their turn, though. Valen. <sighs> Okay, so it's a building on fire. Belinda's right there. Scribb's right there. Akiva's up on the wall. Yell at the guards. Start evacuating. Yep. And I'll dash just in a straight line down the uh, road towards him, which will put me in a position to also see the fire and make a judgment call if he starts actually gaining distance on me. Okay, so you run along the wall close to the leader. And you can make it so by the end of your turn, you're currently 20 feet away and 20 feet below him. Do we have any sense for how well he's doing? He looks barely injured. Cool. So we got a lot of work to do. I'll just be there. Try to keep an eye on him. Okay. Akiva, you are roughly 60 feet away from him. (laughs) 30 feet in Witch Bolt. (laughs) There's that. But at the same time, I am hearing the people crying out in the burning building. What are you going to do to save people from a burning building? I don't know. I guess I'll go after the guy. First off, I'm going to... Well, I'm going to run up 30 feet. So now I should be 30 feet away from him, right? You are. Okay. Then I'm going to cast Hexblade's Curse on big guy over there. Okay. And then I'm going to cast Witchbolt. All right. Make an attack roll. Natural 20. Wow, oh, this nice. This will help. So that is 4d12. Yeah. Do you remember when we're like, you should take Witchbolt? And you're like, I don't know, man. Yes. <laughs> 33. Ooh. Okay. You send a blast of electrical energy out, courses through him as your curse seems to enhance the damage of the spell. It catches him off guard, but as it hits, he growls, turns, and points a finger at you. Oh, no. As flames begin to erupt on the ground, Akiva, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Ooh, I'm good. Yeah, you're dexterous. I'm dexterous. I can do this. Let me use one of the good die. Uh, What's your max HP, BG Dubs? Uh, 22, plus I have seven temporary hits points. Also, that's another natural 20. Not kidding. Oh, nice. As the flames erupt, you quickly jump back as they burn across your form and you do take 16 points of fire damage. Good thing you okay, save. So my armor of Agathus is gone. You need to make a con save for Witch Bolt. Oh, that's 19. You hold on as you feel the arcane energy about to slip, but you maintain your concentration. Okay. All right, Belinda. I'm going to use my turn to heal and make responsible life choices because that's what my character would do. So we're going to use my psionic restoration ability on myself. I used two points, so that brings me 
back to a comfy 16 HP. I'm going to use my nice. bonus action to transfer my focus to my psionic restoration focus so I can use an action to stabilize creatures at zero HP. And I'm going to prepare to run into a burning building. <laughs> <laughs> How All would right. I get into said burning building? I still have my movement. You could have run around to the door. There's not a door on this side, but there's a door uh, on the other side. I wouldn't, I'm not going to bust through a window. I'm sorry, that's not going to be my, my strong suit. Do I have any idea how many people are in the building, or are there people screaming in the building? Like, what's going on? There are people screaming. Oh, jeez. Okay, I will run around to the door. Can I get through the door as part of my movement? Yeah, you can just get inside. And as soon as you get inside, flames start to lick, smoke starts to fill your lungs, you cough as you come in. You can just see down a corridor, someone is like, just crack the door open as they're trying to get out and they're they're starting to collapse. Uh, I will say, I'm coming to help you get out. Who else is with you? It'll cough like, <laughs> and just point down the hall and like uh, two. Okay, that's all I can do for my turn. Scrib, you're up. Move action, I'm going to move to the corner of the burning building. Can I see the constable and her team? You can just see her. She is up on the wall making her way towards the figure on the is wall. Is she accompanied by a contingent of the city guard? You see the dwarf Orsic that you met earlier that's right behind her, as well as two other guards following close behind. And at the base of the tower, you can see several other guards starting to enter. So if I were to use the rest of my movement along with my standard dash, would I be close enough to them to be able to call out to the guards? You just want to help them? Well, I'm just trying to get some guards to assist Belinda into running into a burning building. I figured that the city guard actually had procedure for that. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> so, you can do that. Yeah, I will do that. I guess I'll just use my bonus action to get closer and try to explain the situation and point to the burning buildings. A couple of the guards quickly turn and just rush in that direction. Do you still have your action or you use... I had to use everything to get all the way back to where I was before where I saw them. Ugh. But this is better than it just being you and me. That's fair. Very helpful of Scrib. Akiva, from where you're at on the wall, you can you can see that the ship in the distance has taken some damage and there's some fire, but it seems like the crew is, is putting it out. You watch as the undead leader looks to his left and then back towards you. Another time then. He grabs one of the robed undead beside him. You see a glimmering doorway appear in front of him, engulf him and the one beside him, and he vanishes. No! Ah! The other four robed undead on the wall all begin to cast spells on themselves, and they fly up into the air. So at this point, you are all out of initiative. Okay, I will be using my aura ability to sense the auras of anybody else in the burning building. I assume that you are going to guide the city guards as they arrive at the building? Yes, Okay. to tell them where to go to find people. I hope you're guiding me, because the second I see that thing start disappearing, I am diving past script through. Okay. I'm nowhere near the building. Again, I'm down by where this down by where the guards are. If anything, I'm probably going to run up to speak to the constable and explain the situation and have her coordinate an effort with her authority. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Smart. you see her get real frustrated initially when all of them just rush off, but she immediately then just starts directing people to get water. Um, as others just rush into the building to get people. Yeah, I will direct them to where people are because I believe I can perceive their auras through, you know, through the space. You actually, because of that, are able to find a couple people that got buried as part of the building started to collapse. 
and use your stabilize to keep them, well, keep them yes. stable. I have, I have lay on hands as well. Mine's basically spare the dying, so at least we can like get them out. So between the two of us, yeah. I think we can cover a lot of ground. If I have any more time while the city guard are doing their thing, I'm going to go to neighboring buildings and try to wake people up so that they're awake in case their buildings catch fire too. Uh, a lot of people have already woken up. You do help you get to some of the buildings that are a little bit farther away. People who are kind of just hanging in and just waiting to see what would happen, uh, you help them and are able to start getting them out just in case the fire spreads. Okay. What's Akiva doing? Yeah, I was actually going to make my way down the tower and try and go in and try and get anybody out that I can. Hey, from the tower, could you see the ship? Yes. Could Akiva make a perception check? Okay. If Lazarus is up there, it might be more advantageous. <laughs> Okay, you can roll a band for Lazarus. Yay! Yeah, that's going to be a 17. For who? You or Lazarus? Lazarus. And what was yours? Six. You don't see anything. Lazarus notices, though, that there are several smaller boats that are trying to make their way away from the ship. Okay. And seems to be there's several different people on board. One of them definitely is better dressed than all the rest. <laughs> of course he is. Um, and is making its way in a very long arc around, but towards the the dock still. You see, though, they seem ready to fight. Okay. For those of you who were running into the burning building, make a general constitution check to see how you're doing, because you're dealing with a lot of smoke and heat. Constitution check? Not save? A check. It's just how how long are you able to keep going at this? Okay. It's a total of 12 for me with my bonus. (laughs) Okay. Valen? That is a 21 for me. And Squiv, what are you doing exactly for this? I know you're directing people. That's pretty much it. Okay, so you're not actually in the building. No, I'm not in the building. I know that with all the fire and panicking and shouting, the best thing that they need is someone who can provide orders in a nice, clear, concise fashion. I'm making sure that I'm staying with small groups of people. Since I hear them all talking, I would like to use my Master of Intrigue feature. Ooh. Okay. So... I can unerringly mimic the speech patterns and accent of any creature that I've heard for the past minute. So I'm just going to try and pass myself off as a native, and hopefully that should like make them more comfortable with listening to how I speak. I'm using their idioms. I'm using their cadence and everything else. Okay. Yeah, you're just you're helping all the way yeah. through. Towards the end, as as you're you're struggling to get this fire out, Belinda, you're having a bit of issue, kind of as the smoke starts to get into you, and you have to eventually step out. I will just drag her out with uh, one I, other person. I will, I will, I could walk out. Jeez, man. Yeah, no. She does recognize that it's starting okay, to get to her. Like, She's okay. okay I've but, hit my limit. I'm out. <laughs> but you're fairly confident that there's no one else in the okay. building. Okay, I will tell that to Bailey. Like, we got everyone out of the building. We're <laughs> we're good. And I guess start sort of tending to the to those who are wounded. Akiva, what are you doing? Because you saw the ship and then you're, I'm assuming you're heading down. Yeah, well, once I'm down there, if I hear that everybody's out, I guess I'll kind of go try and make my way over to Captain, or sorry, Constable Mars <laughs> and just kind of give her a lowdown on what was going on with the ship that I saw and that I'm assuming Lazarus communicated to me. Yeah, Lazarus is able to communicate simple ideas and, the, and emotions. Okay. So you were able to kind of get the idea of people look angry that way. <laughs> Constable kind of comes up. She looks really upset and just says, they're going to think we attacked them specifically. Sheathes her sword and starts to head down the dock towards where you said the, the smaller ships were headed. If it helps, we could try and negotiate with them because we do have a couple of undead bodies here. You see her just gesture towards two of her guards and they immediately go and like start grabbing the bodies. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're just dressed in rags and stuff? They're dressed in tattered rags, mm. yeah. All right. You 
don't notice anything on them specifically. Yeah, that's why I was just going to let it go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, I guess we will head down to the docks to be part of the welcoming wagon. Yeah. Wiping ash off my sleeves. Yeah, I'll uh, spiff up my cloak and kind of use that to cover <laughs> how horrible the rest of my attire looks right now. So thanks to your quick actions, the fire is extinguished and doesn't spread. The buildings that it caught were destroyed, but you were able to contain the flame. You start heading down and you see the constable has both of her hands up and trying to seemingly calm down several figures there who all have swords drawn, not specifically pointed towards her. And you can definitely tell there's an argument going on. Oh, fun. The lead figure has a very large wide brim hat, a dark feather in it, a long crocodile skin coat, is holding a rapier and is human and has a slight scruff of dark hair and a scar across his cheek. He seems to be arguing and just saying, Constable, what is the meaning of the attack on my ship? This is the scene as you guys are coming in. Are you guys doing anything? Or are you I would just- like to count the number of swords in this scene right now. Roll perception. 18. Okay. You see a few other ships coming in and you notice more men with swords on it, but immediately you see 15 different swords as well as the mall that Orsic has. On the different boats, you notice six people per boat as it's kind of coming in. Can I divide them into separate parties? So the constable's party has one sword in a mall and then crocodile skin jacket guy- <laughs> Has has a sword, and all of his men have scimitars or short so swords. So they're vastly outnumbered, then. Yeah. You notice they're not specifically, like, ready to attack, but they look ready to defend themselves. So as we approach, I'll kind of interject. We might be able to explain some of this a little bit. How far away are we from them right now? You guys are coming up right now. Like, you're coming onto the scene. You're like 20 feet. Oh, okay, so we're, like, within regular speaking distance. Okay. Yeah. Quick question, Akiva. Yes. Yep. I forgot to ask you, but when you were shaken awake, did you grab your mask? So I wouldn't let him leave without his mask. Yeah. And usually it's strapped to my attire anyway, so I always have an authority. I assume so. Just wanted to check. Me and my 18 wisdom. (laughs) Yeah, no. I just wanted to check. So assume, yes, mask on. That was part of your armor placement. you didn't get set on fire and have your mask destroyed. No. It's pretty sturdy. All right, so what do you say? We may be able to help clear up some misconceptions about what's been going on here. I'm not certain that's actually true. The man in the crocodile skin coat turns to you, narrows his eyes, and who are you? We are, uh, Valen. We're actually just some people that are here to serve as protection duty. Valen, please? I'm sorry, I thought you introduced yourself. <laughs> I know, something high. Who am I? I'm Valen. That's what I thought you were doing, too. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm recovering. Okay. Obviously, when he begins to panic. <laughs> Apologies. Who are you? I'm the captain whose ship was just fired upon by this town. Didn't get attacked by this town. I'd appreciate it if you put your weapons down in the face of the guards and the people of this town who are suffering because their city is burning. He looks up. All right. How long have you been sitting here yelling at the guards and distracting them from the people who were dying in their homes? And I'm supposed to know that the people are dying in their homes while You're my ship- You're 80 feet away from a blazing inferno. Okay. Currently, it's actually not right, on fire. Uh, I, but I, it I, was. I'm going to step in because things escalated fast. Um, <laughs> this is not the calm, cool, collected manner I wanted. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to step in and say, all right, it's been a rough night. Zolus. How do you know my name? We've been sent to help you. I would like to curse in Celestial loudly. 
He turns back and responds in kind. <laughs> oh. And how are you going to help me? We were sent as your friendly escort. Oh, this is a very welcoming committee here. It's been a tough night. I would like to kind of just pull on Valen's sleeve. I would like to just whisper, it might be better to take him into protective custody and, you know, move him somewhere so we don't have to have this conversation out loud with all the people that you just mentioned were agitated. And uh, I would just like to help him convince everyone to take a step back and uh, reanalyze the situation in the morning. You're setting my mind right so I can refocus. Got <laughs> <Yep>. it. <laughs> help. All right. Help. 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 Can I help two people at the same time? Oh, yeah. So standard action, help him, and then bonus action, just kind of help the constable to bring order yeah. to the place. All right. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Going to find any number of random things near a dock that I can stand on. And since there seems to be a large gathering of people, I would just like to loudly, please, everyone, the town has come under attack. The ships have come under attack. We should all defer to Constable Marsk. Who will organize the efforts to get behind all of this? We should all put our weapons away and perhaps find a safe place to shelter for the night. Roll persuasion with advantage. Tony, do we know that there's room at the inn we're staying at right now? Yeah, it wasn't full. It had people in it, but it wasn't full. Oh, geez. 24? You see uh, Zolas kind of look towards the rest of his crew and just kind of wave his, his hand to the side. And everybody sheathes their weapons and he follows suit immediately after. All the guards kind of relax and stand down. I would like to plop down, let my hair down, and just take a breather. I'd like to turn to Constable Marsk and say, do you have a place that these displaced folks can stay, those whose homes have just been burned? Yes. Yes, I do. There's a couple of inns with some rooms free who owe me favors. Well, I can stay there. Okay. Well, uh, if there's anything I can do to help, and I'll reach into my, my little purse and I'll pull out a gold piece. She puts a hand up and says, thank you, but you've already done enough. I appreciate it. I will turn to Zolas and say, I'm Belinda. He nods and tips his hat slightly. Zolas, so you're my escort into the city, huh? That's what we were told. All right. It's been a long few days. This isn't actually the first time we've been attacked. I'm very glad I got our pay increased. I'll have my men go back to the ship, because I have a long journey ahead, and they're not part of this right now. If you have a place to stay for the night, I'd appreciate it. We probably shouldn't stay in any place too long, though. We can get you put up. I apologize. How many men do you have? We may be able to secure shelter for them as well. Your ship might not be safe sitting on the open water. I'm pretty sure my ship's not what these things were going after, as he gestures towards the undead that are currently being held by a few of the guards. Mm -hmm. Yes. True enough. We have accommodations at a comfortable and modest inn run by a respectable proprietor. That'd be appreciated. First, if you don't mind, though, you can find a tavern. I could really use a drink. There's one just down from our inn. I'm positive we can get somebody out there to get you a drink. Is it like 2 a.m.? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, someone can be woke up at all times of the night with enough money. And a favor. And a favor. From Cora. Of course. All right. If y'all lead the way, then. And he kind of just seems to be staring at you a little cautiously. At all of us or individual ones of us? Each of you individually. Okay. Who specifically sent you? I think we'd rather speak privately in the tavern, like my colleague here mentioned. A lot of eyes on us at the moment. Fair enough. All right. Lead the way. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. 
Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules as Written or check out our website, dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to the DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. Have a great day.